today I put in a sell order for all my TFSA stocks maybe 1% I kept what was going on and why would I do this let's get started would you rather talk about your sex life or money life surprisingly most people would rather not talk about money how to save it or invest it this podcast is about helping you simplify your money life delivered by Dr. Henry Joseph Sveck a psychologist by training, Henry is a seasoned investor with over 40 years of successful investing in real estate, stocks and other alternate forms of income generation. Tune in to the twice-monthly podcasts to get his thoughts and tips on how to reach financial freedom. How to achieve the life you deserve. Now, here's Dr. Speck. Before I get started, please remember to consider your own unique situation with your financial advisor before you do anything as far as changing your your investments or buying and selling whatever I'm giving you total self-disclosure of what I'm doing so that you can maybe learn from it you can sit back and watch and say boy that guy's an idiot he made a dumb mistake there but I want to put the circumstance together to maybe give you a lesson on how different things when you combine them together uh, often makes uh, for an action to happen so as you know, if you read my book and you listen to the podcast, I have a, a list of investments I, I have been doing in my TFSA that uh, past three years, over 80% return, all exciting, rah, rah. Um, doing well this year, January, incredible. Uh, February, also doing incredibly well. But here's what's been happening. In one of my real estate companies, I've been taking the time to go out, and we do this about every two years, and we talk to banks because as a real estate investment company, obviously, um, we do use um, some of the bank's money to do mortgages, and, and uh, we wanted to know where we could get the best deal. And what became very clear in our interviews with different banks is that things have gotten very difficult for most startups and also for even existing companies as our own and the terms are changing and definitions are changing and it's uh, it's becoming a very unfriendly world if you will there may be a few pockets in there that we're looking for but we haven't been real successful in finding you know the group that would um, you know help us and could be part of a team so that was the first thing. The second thing that's happening, as you probably noticed, long-term interest rates have dropped. Short-term interest rates are still fairly high, so there seems to be a sort of a coming together of those rates. Very little difference between a one and a five-year term, which is becoming concerning. Also talking to an individual the other day who uh, makes his living serving people. So if you don't pay your credit card or you don't pay your uh, car payments uh, over a period of time, the bank will foreclose, will come in, or the finance company, and they'll take your car away or your house away. He's been inundated with an increase in, in as he calls them, files. So there's an increase in that. When you look on even systems such as Lending Loop, you see the default rate is there, and it, they may tell you it's not a big deal, but there's more and more late payments coming in. There's a bit of a concern happening in consumer lending. And then we see also a drop in significantly, a significant drop in the real estate prices in some of our crazy cities of Toronto, Vancouver. Many times the, the price drops are camouflaged or hidden because people just won't sell. So if someone is selling a house for $1.5 that was worth 150000 some years ago, and someone offers them $1.2 million, they won't take that, or 800000 they won't take that. So on paper, it looks like there's some adjustment, but it's not really uh, crazy, 
but it's significant in my opinion. So put all that together and I get a little nervous and when I get nervous I either buy more or I uh, create cash so that we can then take advantage of upcoming problems. Now remember I still have I still continue to manage uh, stocks and our RSPs that type but not I'm talking specifically today about TFSAs. So because the TFSA has gone up significantly and there's no tax on a withdrawal the idea being because I had a number of opportunities and you're going to read about them or sorry listen to them in the upcoming podcast one was for a uh, two angel investments possibly three I'm, I'm going this week to talk to another company but two really outstanding angel investments and the other is uh, lending uh, to people who have secured real estate that can provide a fairly secure return we're fairly happy with that return as opposed to being in the smart stock market in our TFSAs so that is why uh, yesterday I put all the sell orders in today's uh, family day on Monday so it will happen tomorrow and probably by Friday uh, once the cash is in the account I'll take it out and we'll be able to fund these new projects so these new projects or these new uh, debts that we're funding are in, on the average of uh, one is 8.5%, the other is 12%. Now, if you compare that to the risk and the return that I think is going to be happening in the next few months, um, I think it's, it's, it's beneficial for that small part of what we do to be in those types of investments. Now, the question is, what should you do? Well, that's up to you. You need to look and learn, and as I say, you should be... Um, studying what's happening with what you the way you invest and what you invest in you should also be clear that you understand the long-term goal so if you have cash uh, this is a great time to sit on that for a while because that will be a great opportunity for you when things become more economical so I just want to give you full self-disclosure we continue to hold the stocks that I talk about in the book and here on the uh, podcast in retirement accounts but as far as the TFSA cashing in and uh, flipping those into other types of investments. Now, final aside, because this is sort of one of those uh, quick, uh, up-to-date type of podcasts. Uh, on the weekend, I saw that there was a property for sale, a single-family home in uh, Chatham, Kent, Ontario. It was a renovated home, and it was selling for $114,000. Yes, you heard me, 114000 Now, I didn't check the neighborhood. I didn't check the... You know, the quality of the, I didn't go look at it at the open house, but I'm just thinking in my head, if you could purchase a single family home as a starter home for 114000 I know rents are 1000 plus even in Chatham-Kent. Um, so you think about that from an opportunity for young people. Um, the agent who was handling that, I believe, was Ben Labadee. You could always search him on his Facebook page where he puts all his properties. There's actually a video where he walked through the property. Now, I know, Ben, I'm not pushing this for any advertising reasons or anything. I'm just putting it out there because that tells you that if you're living in Toronto and you're a young person and you say to yourself, I will never be able to buy a home, well, let's compare that house in Toronto with Chatham-Kent. There are reasons it's 114000 but if you want to start out in life and you wanted to start with equ an equity investment, I don't think you can go wrong in, wrong in buying a home at that price level because it's a significantly lower to maintain, probably when you do the numbers, than renting. I'm Dr. Henry Speck for Shrink Money Advice. Remember, talk to your advisors before you make any changes, and I look forward to speaking with you again next time. You have been listening to the Shrink Money Advice podcast with Dr. Henry Joseph Speck. Remember to pick up your copy of Dr. Speck's latest book, Shrink Money Advice, on Amazon.ca. 
or the audio version at awesound.com. That's A-W-E sound.com. 